You're listening to Public Domain Players. It was about the time when spiritualism was all the craze in the Western world, and no party was reckoned complete without a spiritual rapping seance being included amongst the other entertainments. We find ourselves witnessing just such a gathering, complete with our evening's host, who is a true believer, accompanied by their dear friend, who is, by own confession, a skeptic. Oh, you will certainly enjoy yourself tonight, I assure you. She's quite a pretty girl, and gifted by heaven itself. I'm sure you'll find her to your liking. Uh, I confess to you, Mr. Brown, I do not believe in the return of spirits. But I do find the prospect of such a ceremony to be rather amusing. Why, Mr. Weston, I know you have your suspicions, but I assure you that all of this is very, very real. I have witnessed it with my own eyes. I'm sure you have, my friend, but there is much of these acts that can be explained away by some well-placed strings and some well-timed sleight of hand. Yes, well, I only ask you keep something of an open mind for our guest, hmm? Oh, but of course. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, madame. Welcome to my home, and thank you in advance for the evening's proceedings. Quite so. May I take my seat? Oh, of course, of course. Uh, Mr. Brown, may I have a word? Hmm? Oh, certainly. Why, Mr. Weston, you look as if you've seen a specter. (laughs) Sir, I do not trust this girl. Something is not right with her. Why, whatever do you mean? Just now, when she came in the door, I felt as if an icy hand was laid upon my heart. Mr. Weston, I assure you, there is... Do you not feel it, too? Can you not sense that something feels to have infected the very air itself? (laughs) My friend, I believe you are more susceptible to the spiritual arts than you originally led me to believe. Please, I implore you, should we not? Gentlemen to your chairs, if you will. Yes, certainly. Take your seat now, all will be well. Our two friends took their seats then. The gas lights had been turned down low, and the room filled with shadows. There was something in the silence then, something about the fragile woman who sat before them, something, as Mr. Weston so feared, that was not of our realm. Please, gentlemen, take my hands. Is there something that we should be... She's already possessed. Wait, and she will speak presently. And us whom sits beside us. Speak with me, spirit. Spirit, whomever you may be, I am your vessel. This This is is my my first first visit visit since I passed passed from from Earth life. life. And you have called me here. Why? Spirit, we seek merely to converse with you. What is your name? I am what you would call a lost soul. That is, I am in the lowest sphere of this realm, 
I was in my body, but met my death down Whitechapel Way. I was what you would call an unfortunate. I... unfortunate enough. Miss, you don't look well. Brown, look at her. Something is wrong. Should It we? is the spirit. It has taken hold of her. We need to do something for her. We must... No! Do not release her hand lest we lose her completely! Spirit, how did you meet your demise? I had been out for a day without any luck or food, dragging my weary body through the slush and mud. I was miserable. Ten thousand times more wretched than I am now. The earth is a far worse hell for such as I, than the hell I find myself in here. I had propositioned several passers-by as I went along that night, but none of them spoke with me. Work had been scarce this whole winter, and I suppose I did not look anywhere near as tempting as I once did. You fell ill on the street, then? Only one man approached me. He had a dark face, but a soft voice, and was so finely dressed. He simply asked where I was going, and put a coin into my hand before leaving. I thanked him and hurried to the public house, asking for any sort of food or drink. But the landlord would not take my coin. And upon studying it, I found it to be a curious foreign coin, with outlandish, horrifying figures on it, which seemed to dance in the corners of my vision. I returned to the street, hungry, and turned up the court towards my own lodgings, when I felt something touch me from behind. I turned to find who, but I was alone. Nothing but fog and the half-light from the street lamp. Yet I could feel it. I could feel something had a hold of me. I tried to scream, but I could not. As I could feel it choking me, I fell then, losing my consciousness. And when I awoke, I found myself outside my own mutilated body. And hung there. Watching the fell work going on. The same fell work you see now. Ghastly images swirled around the darkened room then. There, a mangled corpse lying on muddy pavement. There, a demonic dark face hovering. Lean claws spread wide and dense fog instead of a body. The claws ripped into the body as blood spattered up into the air, fading before it ever reached the wooden floorboards of the room. Ah! That is what did it, and you will know it again. Please, spirit, spare us these violent means. I have come for you to find it. But, but what might we do against a man so foul? It, it is, is neither, neither man, man nor, nor woman, nor human at all, but lives as I do. It is with me now, and maybe with you tonight, if you do not prepare. No more! Away with this terrible scene! The horrid images were gone. The gaslights filled the room again, 
and the young girl sat there, undisturbed. Are you all right, my girl? Do you believe it? I'm sorry? What you have been speaking of, do you believe it? What was that? What you told us about the murdered woman. I don't know anything at all. Only that I have been sitting here at the table. I never know what my trances are about. <laughs> Surely that cannot be true. You must remember. I promise you I cannot. She speaks the truth, I believe, as disturbing as that may be. I'm sorry. I cannot help you decipher what you saw. That is all right, miss. Uh, are you feeling well enough to make it home on your own, through the snow? Yes, of course. It looks to be stopping soon. Thank you for your thoughts. Certainly. Thank you again for your services. My housekeeper will show you out. I must confess, sir, this has affected me in a far greater capacity than I expected. Oh, I understand. Though this was particularly macabre, I was shaken in much the same way when I had my own first glimpses into the other realms. Hmm. Here, my friend, I insist you stay the night here at my home. The weather may take a turn again, and you are in too far a state to make your way home, I think. Hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. I, I think I shall take the bed now, then, actually. Of course. My housekeeper will show you upstairs and set a room for you. And so they both went off to bed then, and Master Weston, far worse for wear, than when he had arrived at Master Brown's house but a few short hours ago. Mr. Weston lay trembling in bed, with covers pulled near over his head. For the first time since he was a boy, he could not bring himself to turn out the gas lights in the room. Perhaps the room was filled with ghosts. Perhaps the ghastly specter of that grisly murderer stood at the foot of his bed watching him, waiting for the precise moment to snatch him in its terrible claws. Who's there? Come to me. Is... is that you, Spirit? Spirit, if that is you, please, give me a sign. Ah! Ah! Can you... can you speak to me? Yes. Can I... can I see you, Spirit? No. Spirit? Please, what do you want with me? I visit you with urgency to save the girl I was in tonight. To save her? Me? From what? It is after her, and will kill her if you do not come quickly. But, but what am I to do against a specter such as that? I have You must kill it first. In that drawer, you will find a dagger. Take it and go. But how am I to know where the medium lives? I know nothing other than- ah! I will guide you, but you must hurry. Spirit, please, I I beg you, I know not- Okay, okay, spirit, I shall go. Please, lead me forward. 
Weston walked out of the house and onto the snow-covered streets, guided by the same unseen hand that had so forcefully thrust him from his bed. His head down, snowflakes falling quickly around him, Weston and the invisible guide arrived in a silent square, dimly lit by flickering street lamps. Across from there stood an apartment house, with a dim light coming from one of the upper windows. And there, on the path, not far from the building, walked another man, his collar pulled up to shield himself from the ever-increasing gusts of snow. Sir! Hello? Do you happen to know who may reside in any of these rooms? Sir, please! There is a, a friend of mine who I'm looking for, and I believe this to be her residence, but cannot be sure. God, uh, okay, Spirit, I, I'll go in. Spirit! The door is locked. I cannot enter. Thank you, Spirit. Hello? Is... Is anyone home? Here? Hello? Please, anyone? Hello? Spirit, I don't think that... <gasps> My God. He had found the medium's room, and her lying in bed. Her form struggled in the grip of those same demon claws, that twisted face, and the rest of it drifting away to nothingness. It held her throat then, pulling the very life from her body. Monster! Stop what you were doing at once! Go! Ah! Ah! Help me! Please! Unhand her, ah! demon! Back to hell with you! Away, demon! No, please. Are you okay? Can you hear me? A doctor. I will go and fetch a doctor. There must be one nearby. What's this? A coin? Those images. Spirit! Spirit, are you still there? I... I must leave here. I will find a doctor. Out onto the street he ran, and as he took off in his haste, he nearly fell over the dark shape that now lay in a heap on the walking path. A dark shape that looked vaguely like a man. Sir? Sir, are, are you unwell? Sir, do you need... Oh. oh my. It's you? That thing. It was you. His throat was gashed from ear to ear, and all over the face, the same dark, pallid, evil face Weston had seen moments earlier, and the same claw-like hands were the dark slashes of the same dagger that Weston held in his hand now. The white snow around him was stained with crimson blood, spreading out even further. Why? I... I must... My God, what have I done? I must leave this place. Weston turned then and fled blindly into the darkness of the street. As to where he sought his refuge, I cannot say. The last anyone saw him was that evening's seance. All that was found come morning was a mutilated body in front of an apartment house, 
wherein lived a young woman who'd had a particularly gruesome dream. And next to the body lay a strange coin, a coin with outlandish, horrifying images flickering around its edges. Hello, everybody. My name is James Wipert. I am the founder and executive producer of the Public Domain Players. Thank you very much for listening to this, our second Halloween episode this year. The Demon Spell is adapted from the original short story written by Hume Nisbet. It was written by myself, James Wipert, and directed by me. It starred, in order of appearance, Larry Oblander as the narrator, Michael Bradley as Mr. Brown, Christopher Trindade as Mr. Weston, Evelyn Dumont as the medium, and Kira McFarland as the spirit. I would like to give a shout out and thank you to Bad Otter Design House, who you can find on Instagram at bad.otter. They designed all of our Halloween show logos this year, as well as the Public Domain Players logo. You can check them out on Instagram, as I said, for any and all of your graphic design needs. You can find Public Domain Players online on Twitter at Public Players and on Instagram at Public Domain Players. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash publicdomainplayers. There's a lot of cool things there. You get early access to all episodes. You can get script downloads. You get some behind-the-scenes looks at what's going on. You get early announcements of future projects, all kinds of cool things like that. So if you're able to support us monetarily in some way, please check us out there. We also ask that you please leave a good review wherever you may be listening to this, whether that is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, just a good review, a good rating, and then sharing it with your friends and family goes a very long way in helping other people find the show. So if you have just a short moment to do that, we really appreciate it. Also, one quick reminder to make sure you are registered to vote and that you go out and vote, whether you're voting in person, absentee, whatever you do, early voting, day of, just make sure that you are registered and that you go and do that. That is very important. There are plenty of sites online where you can check, find your polling places, all kinds of things like that, but make sure that you are. That is very important, and it's good to be uh, an active citizen. That is about it. Um, Thank you again for listening to The Demon Spell. This is a nice, good, creepy story, uh, which is why we kind of place it right in the middle of the month when that mood is really riding high. Uh, We have one more story coming for you at the end of the month that is uh, kind of a darkly funny one. Um, It is a good way, we think, to round out the Halloween season. So we will see you at the end of October. Thank you again for listening, and see you then. Bye.